Hey, Alberta Filmmakers Podcast listeners, my name is Matt Waterworth, and I appreciate you tuning in to this special episode of the show. This is our Story Hive sampler episode, and I gotta tell you, if you don't know about Story Hive, what are you doing? Because Story Hive, right now, is about to fund 30 different projects for $10,000 each uh, on storyhive.com, and they need your votes, of course. Uh, Many projects have been funded uh, here in Alberta through uh, Storyhive, and uh, there's a lot more to come. So this time around, it's female-directed projects only, which is very cool, and uh, 15 of them in Alberta are going to get funded. So if you go to storyhive.com, you'll find that a bunch of projects are available for your vote. And while we have 10 projects on the show today, uh, you should definitely take a look at the site and pick and choose for yourself. Um, So without further ado, here are some clips that filmmakers have sent in, uh, 10 projects, um, all talking about who they are, what their project is, who's involved, and how they intend to spend the money, and uh, why why you should vote for them. So uh, have a listen, and uh, without further ado, I'll shut up and let the filmmakers take it away. Thanks. The title of our film is Mortal Vows, and it's about a young woman, Christine, who is murdered and is forced to haunt the halls of her home, watching her husband and her best friend live the life she wanted, all while she tries to uncover the truth of her murder and plots her revenge on her killer. The film is directed by myself, Isabella Doyle, as my second short film, and Liam Erickson is my assistant director and also helped with the creation of the story, characters, and screenplay. We also have strong female representation on our crew, from our artists to our director of photography, Portia Yip, who has worked on a few of her own films. We have created a world for Christine as a sort of purgatory or personal hell. We will have extravagant costumes and special effects throughout the film to help create this character who is Christine. We are focusing a lot of our budget on equipment and costumes as we will be filming two different worlds, the land of living and Christine's purgatory. To find out more, check us out on facebook.com slash mortal vows and Twitter at mortal vows. Hi, Karma Because I Can is a short film about the reactions and effects of domestic violence within the Duffy family. When that violence explodes into the community, the effects and reactions are very telling, and it takes the courage of a little girl to change the course and give hope. The $10,000 from the StoryHive grant from TELUS um, would give the Karma crew better options for filming, making and respecting the content of this story. This story is one that the greater majority of us are well aware of, but maybe try not to. It's just very uncomfortable content. And so this story deserves um, to be done in a respectful way. And the money from the grant would would open us up and give us that that freedom to be as respectful and and pointed with with what we want to do with this story as the director my name is diana polowick and i would be directing it um they i would my as a director my goal would be to make it as thought-provoking as possible for the audience to open up the world of domestic violence within those closed home walls um, that everybody knows it's going on, but really don't want to talk about it or, or acknowledge it because it is such a difficult and uncomfortable um, 
uh, situation for anybody, even if even from the outside and knowing that it goes on. Um, I do have a mentor. His name is Mr. Tom Logan. Um, I've been very fortunate to be learning from him. He's been letting me shadow him as uh, at his workshops. He does a hands-on workshop as facilitating as the director. So I get to see from point A, very pre-production, production and post-production, what a director is doing. And I think I'm ready to do that. Um, this story I chose because it is a it is telling a story of of great importance. Um, I think it's a story that happens more than than we would like to to acknowledge. And I would like to get people thinking about it and maybe have a little more patience for maybe that child or that um, that might be acting up um, or that parent or that whoever is in their life that they have um, been down on their luck and is are struggling and maybe they just need you know a kind hand or or a kind word or or whatever it is um, to give them that courage to break the cycle so you can find us though um, on IMDB Pro, if you'd like to know more about the Karma Crew, they are a great crew. Uh, we've been working together for a couple of years now, and um, you can find out more about them uh, at IMDB Pro. You can just uh, Google or search um, Karma Series, and it'll come up, and you can check out all the episodes as well. Uh, you can also find me on there. Mr. Logan is on a few of them as well, and. Um, you can find out more information there. Also, you can go on Facebook and like our page. It's called the Karma Page at Karma Shorts. And you can find us there as well. While you're there, please like our page. The more likes, the better off you know we are on in social media. Also, we have we are working on a YouTube site where we will be um, launching all the episodes of the Karma series, and um, I hope to to have uh, because I can as one of those uh, episodes as well. Um, that'll be happening in the near future when we have enough of them to launch, so that you're not waiting for the next one and lose interest. So we're going to have many of them so that we can keep on continue working and give you more because we know you're going to want to watch more than just the one. Um, I think because I can is a great script to start off with with as uh, as my first directing debut, and I hope that uh, we are able to do that with the Story Hive grant funding. That would be amazing. Um, also, you can find us at storyhive.com, and it is karma because I can. And if you're there, just vote for us. Vote for us every day. We'd very much appreciate it. It helps us to get that $10,000 grant to do the film so that we can show you um, what it's all about. So thank you, and please vote. Beep, bop, beep, 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 boop. Recorder time. Recorder time. Ooh, hello. I didn't see you there. The Gentleman's Agreement is a female-led production group that want to make you LOL. And we want to bring our project, The Hit Recorders, to life with your help. You may be asking yourself, what the heck is Hit Recorders? Well, in the 1990s, fame came easy for Canada's number one recorder-playing duo, The Hit Recorders. Topping the music charts each week, Artie and Paul were a force to be reckoned with. But as the years faded by, so did their immense stardom and friendship. 
after their final album, Record This, sales plummeted. Their popularity waned, causing tension within the band, ultimately leading to their devastating breakup. Now living without purpose, Artie gets a chance to gain it all back with the promise of a new gig. Will he be able to convince Paul to join him and become a band once again? Or will he be forced back to the land of Netflix without chill? Where are they now, you ask? Vote The Hit Recorders on StoryHive to find out. Check us out at www.facebook.com slash thehitrecorders or on Instagram and Twitter with our handle at thehitrecorders. Hey gang, it's Paige. I was on the podcast a little while ago talking about Banff and talking about women and film. And so I am back. Uh, of course, I am pitching for the Story Hive uh, female director edition and uh, yeah want to tell you a little bit about my film um, it's called Up in Smoke and uh, it's a really personal story to me um, because it's sort of born out of the um, the grief and the processing I've been doing since my father passed away about a year and a half ago and um, if you want to hear a little bit more about the backstory and sort of how the idea came about you can watch my pitch video um, and I think I will probably have a, a vulnerability hangover, uh, after this film. Either way, uh, if it gets made or not, just because it is so personal to me. But I find, um, with anything that I sort of go through that I have to sort of create art to work through it. So here's hoping. Um, but, uh, what I wanted to chat about today with, um, on the podcast is, um, not so much the story itself, but, um, the visual treatment around it because I didn't really go into that on the pitch page, which is kind of a rookie uh, mistake on my part, but uh, here we go. Hope you guys are listening. Um, so I wanted to sort of create this, like this, this sort of montage effect where each period of this this smoker's life, each each period in time is a one or one, one continuous shot and that the cut points are really planned out and really uh, organic uh, or, you know, um, almost hidden, uh, planned out so that uh, it feels like one continuous shot, kind of like a Birdman um, feeling as we go through time. And uh, I, I'm fine. I feel like this story and that, that technical treatment is really doable um, because I've been really spending a lot of time figuring out the short film format sort of thing, the, the genre itself. And uh, I was recently involved in the CSIF Herland Mentorship Program. And uh, we, um, we produced a short film and um, I did a two and a half minute or called Mallory Memphis. And during that process, I really got a good sense of the type of story that fits into short film time frame and the amount of money it takes to really achieve that at a high level. And, um, you know, I feel like everybody and I'm the first to admit it is, uh, you know, susceptible to writing long ass stories and trying to jam them into 10 minutes or less and that's bullshit you guys got to stop doing that i've got to stop doing that it that is what makes short films suck and so uh to that end i really think that this um this story is very doable in 10 minutes or less um i'm thinking probably more around the five minute mark 
um, and uh, at a very high level of quality because it will be very planned out, trimming the fat in terms of coverage and that sort of thing. Uh, which is hilarious because I used to be an editor and there will be very little uh, <laughs> creativity in the in the edit uh, because it will be so planned out beforehand. But I think that's how I'm really going to achieve um, exactly uh, the tone and feel that I'm looking for. And that's sort of what I've been learning. Um, you'd think uh, now that I am 10 years in the industry, I finally uh, starting to get uh, a hang of this uh, directing thing, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> so... Um, Another thing I just wanted to chat about briefly is the community support that I have with this project. Um, when I first started thinking about it and uh, considering using it as my story hype application, I reached out to some lung cancer and smoking cessation um, organizations across Canada and the response has been crazy. Um, everyone is just super, super supportive of the film really excited about what we're doing with it and uh, really eager to help. And so I have a bunch of letters of support and they're gonna be supporting me on social media and uh, also getting the film out after the fact too, which is pretty exciting. And so that's an everywhere, um, you know, from BC through to Ontario, we have support. So um, keep that in mind as well, that uh, it won't just be seen online it um you know through traditional film venues it will be used um for good for good uh as well so um yeah that's all i got thanks for listening guys bye Hi, my name is Andrea Bessa. I am the writer, director, and DOP on one of the current Story Hive projects called Nightwalk. Nightwalk is a psychological thriller that's got a few horror elements to it as well. It's centered on a young woman named Atisha who out late one night walking towards her car discovers a digital memory card on the ground. She picks it up and takes it home and once she starts sifting through it, she realizes that it's full of footage of her. So she enters this really tense, really eerie cat and mouse game, um, this stalker prey kind of situation and it leaves her really questioning herself, her friends, her family, her loved ones and really trying to learn how this person, this mystery stalker is following her, seeing what she's doing all the time and, and why they're doing that. And that's about all I can tell you for now. You'll have to vote for the project and watch the entire film if you want to know what, what happens in the end. Um, I think what really sets our project apart is that although this Story Hive is about female directors, I really felt the need to go many steps farther than that. I think that as a woman in film, it's, it's really my duty to lift other women in film up. There are so many incredibly talented women in this industry who just don't get the opportunities that they should have. So yes, this project is female directed. I've also written it. I will be the DOP on it. I have hired a female editor, Sarah Taylor, who's incredible. We have a female AD, Kareen Simpson, who's also doubling up as the makeup designer for this piece. We have a female graphic designer, Patricia Begley-Nelson, and our lead actress and the center of this short film is Rekka Kapadia. Um, so we just really wanted to be a strong, 
woman-led project. And I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of everyone who's involved. And, and I hope that you will be as impressed by our team as I am. If we get the $10,000 of funding, I will strive to hire as many women as I possibly can for the rest of the production crew. And I would also like to go into perhaps mentoring some young women from Nate's film and TV program and just really exposing them to a lot of different onset duties. So um, I'm hoping that I will have the opportunity to do that because we'll get funded. I hope that our pitch has intrigued you. Please visit our Facebook page, which is Kissing Habit Films. You can search for us there or visit www.kissinghabit.com. You can learn more about our pitch. You can also follow us on social media at Kissing Habit. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter, and we're doing lots of chit-chatting about Nightwalk. I hope that you will support our team. I hope that you'll support many of the teams. One of the greatest things about this round of Story Hive is that 15 teams from Alberta and 15 teams from BC get funding. So that means that really so many of us can succeed at that. So I hope that you will take the time to go through tons of the pitches and support your favorites. And thank you for supporting women in film. Help us to lift each other up and really fight for collaboration over competition. That has to be the name of our game. We're all in this together. Hello, this is Amanda Cutting, and I'm here with Eric Pettifor to talk to you about Maddie's River, a modern fairy tale and our Tell Us Story High female director's pitch. To have a little fun, we thought we'd do a question and answer style interview. Ready, Eric? Go for it. Okay. Eric, tell me how Maddie's River came to fruition. Give me about through journaling. I do a type of sort of exercise called free fall, where you set a limit in terms of number of pages or time, and then you just write without stopping. That's it? Yep, that's about it. And Maddie's River just came out of a free fall? Yep. It was a little bit unusual in that, well, you don't know what you're going to write with free fall or what's going to come out of it, and it was just like this complete story huh and so what happened then well you know yes but our audience doesn't <laughs> well I showed it to you uh -huh. and you liked it and you suggested that I should turn it into a screenplay it's true I did I thought it was actually quite good and um, we had a, a long conversation about how I thought it would be a short excellent can you give us, without giving it all away, a little bit about what the story is about? Yes, it's about a young girl who is uh, very much into those Disney movies that feature princesses having adventures. It's pure escapism for her because her life at that time is not everything that she would like it to be. But then she, one night, has her own adventure, not involving magical ice powers or turning mothers back into mothers from bears or <laughs> any of that Disney stuff. It just involves a walk to the river after midnight alone. Huh. It kind of sounds magical, even without the magicalness. There's definitely... Well, yeah, and I wonder about that in terms of also the free-fall approach, because it had to come from somewhere, and yet it feels like a, almost like a gift. It's like a story that my heart wanted to tell. Hmm. And that might have something to do with the jar of river water at the end. Don't give it away. Uh, you just did. <laughs> well, we're not going to say anything more than that. All right. So all I guess I will talk about who is involved in a project. So 
I'm directing, of course, because it needs to be a female director, and I twisted Eric's rubber arm into letting me do this project. We have Sadie Wilde, who is a fantastic youth actor that I've worked with before, and she just has such a range of talent and emotional capacity for a 12-year-old girl. Then we have an amazing production team who are a variety of all local artists who have come together after reading the script and the story and just wanted to help make this modern day fairy tale come true. And then of course Eric, who wrote it, is deeply involved in the project and very passionate about really helping take the words off the page and create this vision. Why do you think, Eric, that this project is special and different from other pitches that might be out there? It doesn't have any zombies <laughs> at all. <laughs> no popular themes. It's really just simple storytelling. There's no fantasy, and yet it's a fairy tale. Yes, this totally could happen. It's very ordinary, and yet within the ordinary, there is this magic. Well done, Eric. <laughs> it's like you're a writer or something. Okay. <laughs> what is our plan for the $10,000 that we get as a part of the StoryHive grant? Our job is to make the best of it. And within that financing, we are going to hire and we have collected the people who are the most passionate about the project. And within that, that's making sure that these artists get compensated for their skills and passion and talent. And that our city is well represented in this project. Uh, the landscape itself is a major focal feature and is the crucial other character in the movie. People can find out more information about Maddie's River on the Story Hive website and that you can go on and see, look up Maddie's River and you can link up and give us our votes. We've only got five days to get as many votes as possible and you can vote every day. So give a modern fairy tale a chance to become true. <laughs> Say it again. Luvensan. In dystopian Alberta, a colony of self-identified women have adapted and created a culture in which women support each other as physical prosthesis. Smaller, weaker members of the colony are supported by larger, stronger members in an active way. Extraction of Leuvensan milk has become essential for survival due to its intensely detoxified natural chemistry and foraging abundance. Fatima is a Leuvensan extractor and her living prosthesis Dua carries her searching for the coveted Leuvensan plant to meet their daily extraction quota. Ingesting the milk of the Leuvensan, however, is kept for the old man, leader of the colony and head chemist. Fatima grows wary of the old man's demands and rebelling against his tyranny, poaches the coveted milk from his possession and drains his power. My name is Samina Dar, and I am the writer and director of Luvinsan. The sound for this film is all original composition by my fellow artist, Valen Sky of Maiden Collective. With this project, we will be releasing an original score, which will be promoted in a live performance of contributing electronic musicians. Due to the nature of this film, efforts of my cast and crew will deliberately be taking our shooting location into ecological consideration. 
We are filmmakers who wish to see the industry move forward towards a more sustainable form of production. Our carbon footprint will be calculated using tools and innovations promoted by Strawberry Earth and green filmmaking practice. Leuvensen is made for my women harvesting, trimming, and toiling through the destruction which is slowly eating away at our natural resources. This underground league of feminist horticulturalism is whom Leuvensen is made for and for whom it represents. The Leuvensen is quite simply the most mystical plant left on our planet. Vote for Leuvensen at storyhive.com and transcend Hi, I'm Kara Artem, the writer and director of Looking West at Sunrise. My film follows a woman who is struggling with a prolonged bout of depression and doesn't really know how to move forward, or even if there is a way forward. She finds herself having a variety of conversations with her own consciousness, who materializes in different physical forms. One of these forms is a stranger she saw earlier that day, another is a recently deceased family member, and lastly one is a long-lost friend who she hasn't seen in many, many years. These forms of her consciousness help her to decipher the overwhelming and sometimes dark thoughts and feelings that consume her protagonist's life and how she must recognize that her failures are not always permanent and insurmountable obstacles and that there really is a way to move forward. Looking West at Sunrise embraces the reality that we can all be susceptible to mental health issues and we should not be expected to have all the answers and we certainly don't have to face these challenges alone. Depression is as unique as the person it affects, so I wanted to create a film that evolves around a single character's experience rather than creating a story that paints depression as a one-size-fits-all. The film is being produced by Steve Chin and DP'd by Dan Olson, two amazing fellow creative minds who I've been lucky enough to work with for several years now. It's rather easy for me to say that we are a solid team and know the technical and creative requirements to tell and deliver an engaging and thought-provoking story. You can follow us on Facebook by searching at LWAS Film and on Twitter at LWAS underscore film. I'm very excited to see where this round of Story Hive submissions go. And with your support, Looking West at Sunrise can be turned into a reality. Hi, I'm Lindsay McNeil. I'm a writer-director from Edmonton, Alberta, and my previous works include Truck Stop Bloodsuckers, Codependent Ghost Girl, and Jillian's Just Right, which won the National From Our Dark Side contest for women in horror. So I love scary things, clearly. So this short film, Bradford, is a very dark comedy, and it's inspired by two things. An actual Bradford turntable that I had owned, and Stephen King's Christine, the story about the vintage car that comes to life and kills people. The main character is inspired by a minor role in Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window, one of my favorite films. Miss Lonely Heart was a real standout for me. 
a character who I really wanted to explore and, and put her into a very unique situation to see, you know, what would happen if her record player came to life and began to seduce her. A major portion of this grant will be used to commission singer-songwriter Daniel Carrier from the rock band Royal Tusk. He's going to create us this haunting love ballad in the vein of Smokey Robinson and Otis Redding. Now, filmmakers don't often have the opportunity to make their own music, so I'm really excited to be working with him again on this. I think people are really going to enjoy this film and have like a, a visceral emotional reaction. It explores themes of isolation, addiction, and our inability to form true connections. We live in a virtual world that promotes romantic fantasy above true intimacy or even physical contact. We don't have 3D relationships anymore. And essentially, Bradford is all about a woman who turns to an inanimate object for affection. And clearly, it's not going to end well. So you can follow me, Lindsay McNeil, on Twitter or Instagram at ScreamQueenB. And check out my film at StoryHive.com. And thanks for supporting us. My name is Michael Dargy, and this is Jen McLean. Hi. And uh, Jen is co-creator and director uh, for a pitch we've put together for the TELUS Story Hive short film uh, Women's Director's Edition. Woo! <laughs> There's my son in the Philippines. Hey! hey How's it going? Yeah, I'm being quick. God. Um, anyway, so... Story uh, of my <laughs> hey uh, So anyway, uh, we want to do this quick podcast uh, so we can get our message out there. We want everybody to go to StoryHive, uh, check out Drop Aaron Panda, our pitch video, and vote and share that stuff. Um, so right now, I'm sitting down here with Jen McLean, the co-creator and director of Drop Aaron Panda. Um, is it true... Um, well, you know what? Actually, let's not start there. Let's start with people who don't know what Drop Baron Panda is about. What's this film about? Well, uh, this is a short film about agents Drop Bear and Panda who screw up a very seemingly easily easy handoff of top secret information on a USB key, and they end up having to retrieve it, and it takes them from southern uh, Alberta to the BC coast. And if they don't retrieve it uh, within a certain period of time, <gasps> what's going to happen? We don't who knows? Know. It's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, could be a disaster. Could be a disaster. I we know. Could, we could ruin Canada. I know. We could. Huh. Um, so uh, this is the short film Women's Directors Edition. Yes. Um, it, now we've got a couple questions from people. One of which is, is it true that you're avoiding women's issues and just want to make a kick-ass spy movie? Well, that's kind of a loaded question because um, the fact that I am a female director making a spy action movie is kind of a, a female issue in itself. Uh, I could not find a lot of spy movies that are directed by females, uh, particularly not in North America anyway. Uh, women kick ass, and I think uh, we have a lot to say, and the fact that uh, I want to show females kicking ass and having some good ideas in a kick-ass movie, I think is a female and woman's issue in itself, really. I couldn't agree more. Uh, but I do have another question. Okay. It could be incendiary. <gasps> Uh-oh. It says, what right do you have making an action woman, action movie? You're a woman. 
That didn't come out, but that's what it says. I would just tell him that I have the fucking ovaries to do it. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you, guy. Uh, it's women have been making action movies and some really good um, adventure movies for a really long time. Like, like, uh, like what? Uh, Mary Heron uh, made American Psycho. What? Get out of town. I'm not going to get out of town. It's true. Huh. Uh, point Break. The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, Catherine Bigelow. What? I know. Those are big movies. Huge movies. So, uh, okay. who says we can't do it? No one. No one. Come on. Uh, <clears throat> now, we have to um, we have to get through this really quick, uh-huh. um, but I've got something, a really interesting question here. It says, there's a rumor that there might be audience participation in our project. So the the project, this project takes place from Southern Alberta mm-hmm. all the way to the Pacific Rim of British Columbia. So we're yes. talking like Bamfield, Yuclulet, Tofino, like yep. we're like over across two provinces. That's mm-hmm. a pretty big undertaking. Mm-hmm. And we're going to uh, have audience participation. Can you explain that? What we want to do is we want to ask uh, the audience to send us ideas of secret places, hideaways, mom and pop shops, your favorite little fish and chips place. Um uh, watering hole, that kind of stuff uh, that not necessarily everyone knows about. Uh, and we want you to send Drop Air and Panda there and include those places in our top secret hideaways on our adventures, that kind of thing. We want small time, little crazy Alberta and BC to be included. And I think that's going to make um, our adventure a lot more fun uh, for us and for the viewer as well. And I think that's a really, really awesome idea. I couldn't agree more. Um, anyway, so it should be a ton of fun. Uh, we've got to wrap this up because we're just coming up under five minutes. And a couple things we need you to know. We need to go to StoryHive, www.storyhive.com. And uh, vote for Drop Baron Panda, yo. <laughs> also, in the top right, there's a share button so you can share it across your social media. Uh, we sure could use your love. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Drop Bear and Panda. You can find us on Twitter. That's brand new. We don't have hardly any followers, so please join us there. And that's Drop Bear N Panda, so the capital N. Um, and on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Drop Bear and Panda. So don't forget, head on over to ca- uh, blah, tell us Story Hive. Search for Drop Bear and Panda. <laughs> and don't forget to vote. My name is Anna Cooley, and I am the writer and hopeful director of the Story Hive pitch, Sleepwalker. Sleepwalker is in the style of 1920s German expressionist films. It's a silent film and it follows a contemporary take on Sleeping Beauty. Um, Lily is the protagonist and she, her, her journey really explores kind of what a visualization of inner turmoil looks like. Um, she is in love with another woman and uh, the difficulty in realizing that love is portrayed by uh, demons within her nightmares that in a sort of contemporary dance style fashion try and lead her to her own demise instead of allowing her to follow her heart and save the woman she loves. Uh, the, the people involved in this project um, are all of them people who I've known for years and years, and I'm very excited to work with. The pitch video itself was shot at a writing camp 
that um, me and my peers uh, all supervise at together. And while the kids were in their in their classes, we shot little pieces throughout the two weeks we had together to put together the pitch video. And these are people who are performers, writers, actors, playwrights, choreographers from Alberta. And so being able to work on a project with these people is very exciting. The crew of Sleepwalker is mostly from Calgary. Um, Kaz Nakajima, who I went to state with, and my business partner, Brandon DeWine, are both involved in creating Sleepwalker. And uh, between the Calgary contingent of crew members and the Edmonton contingent of uh, performers, I think it'll be an amazing experience even to shoot the film. Um, there's a few other elements that are being added to it. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of green screen to work in some modern um, stylings to the classic look of the 1920s, um, and as well as I'm building miniature sets that will be used as locations um, in the style of kind of the Dr. Caligari intro if anyone is into films like that. Sleepwalker is a visually striking homage to early film while exploring what it takes to defeat your inner demons and stand up against the forces that keep you from the things you love. Please vote for Sleepwalker on the StoryHive website and check it out on Facebook. Hey everybody, it's Matt again coming at you from the desk and thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this very special episode of the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast featuring the female-directed digital shorts uh, and these 11, not 10, projects that we're able to uh, submit some clips. Don't forget... Uh, these aren't the only movies. These aren't the only projects that you can vote on. You can go to storyhive.com, and uh, you can actually sort just by Alberta films. So be sure to filter that out so that you don't see any of those dirty BC films. I'm just kidding. We love you, BC. But it is the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. we got to give a little extra love to the Alberta filmmakers. So get your vote on, everybody, and thank you for listening. You can find out more about the podcast at abfilmcast.ca. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. It's much appreciated. And we will see you on the next episode of the show go make something